Listen if you want True Neutral Hello Hello Back at you again <laughs> True Neutral Harmonize a little on that one. Yeah. Uh, I mean we are in a band That uh, makes sense Yeah I'm uh, Derek I remember to shut off the air conditioner I'm Keenan. <laughs> we are on it today Woo <laughs> Oh shit How's your week been Keenan? It's Man, <laughs> yeah, we tried so hard to not. One week. <laughs> Goddamn, it's time. I'm angry. That's <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> we I separated and left out a word. Okay. I, I did a lot of uh, staccato laughing in between my bits. <laughs> We're not gonna get sued by a Canadian band that was popular in the early 2000s. Yay! Yay! Uh, my week's been pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna be a dad again. Huzzah! So, that's exciting. Huge congratulations. Yeah, super early on, but, like, yeah, we're excited. That's yeah. awesome. Yay. Um, yeah, that's that's about... That's overtaken pretty much everything else that happened in my week. Yeah, yeah. I imagine so. Yeah. That uh, makes sense. We're, we're very excited. Um, my son is super excited, which is super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Been bringing bringing uh, mom toys and being like does baby want this? <laughs> like kid it's the size of a blueberry right now but sure it wants the toy it's super sweet that you want to do that <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah but uh otherwise it's just been a week I've been really trying to organize my house cause I kinda moved in and then covid year happened like i moved in in 2019 december of 2019 mm-hmm. it's like you know when covid was discovered and named. yeah yeah so uh basically right after that i uh we were just stuck in the house and it's been pretty messy and just like well we've been inside and so it's never really gotten organized we just lived in it yeah does that make sense mm-hmm. and uh yeah so i'm just Really getting stuff figured out and fixed right now, and that's that's nice. That's so good. I'm I'm. You got your shit together. Trying to be a functioning person, I guess lately. Yeah. Woohoo! You got all your shit together. Yeah, got it all together. Took it to the shit store and I sold some of it. Nice. Because I didn't need so much shit. Did you give some of it to the shit museum? Yes, I did. Awesome. Yeah. See, I don't care what you do with it, but you know, you got your shit together. I got so that's shit. good. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, do you have a... Dude, dude, how was your week? <laughs> yeah. I didn't ask you. I usually ask you first. You got to me first this time. Yeah, yeah. I beat you to it. Mm-hmm. Um, my, week's been, my week's been a week. I, I've been working a lot. Um, the kitchen is hot as hell. And um, I get very greasy and sweaty. And I think the worst part of that is that, like, because I work in the kitchen, the, the grease off the grill and the fryers turns into steam. And then kind of coats my arms and my face and oh, stuff. Yeah. And I pick paper towels and I like wipe myself off like every so often with like either a wet rag or like paper towels or something. The paper towels are gross because I wipe them down my arm and then they come away all brown. Ugh. Like my, I see my arm like glistening or you whatever. You really have better filters above your grill is what it sounds like. Well, see when I clean the grill, it's because I do it to myself because uh. an easy way for me to quickly clean the grill and get it as clean as possible is I'll just spray some water down on it and then use the scraper while the water's like boiling over on the grease to. Mm clean it up 
but because it's water on the grease or whatever, it's making a constant steam cloud. Ah. So, and I'm putting myself through it, but it's because that's the quickest and most efficient way to get my grill as clean as possible as I'm working. That makes sense. So. All right. But that also means I get covered in, like, a sheen of grease all the time. And then I'll, like, wipe just a paper towel down my arm, and it'll come away, like, brown. And and then I'll just look down. I'll be, like, all shiny. Like, I'll just, like, I can see just a a glistened sheen across me. But then when it's warm, and it's, like, over 100 degrees in the kitchen and in front of the grill, and I'm standing there, and my body's trying to sweat, and but the sweat can't get through the layer of grease that's covering (laughs) me, so it just, like, sticks under the grease, and, like... It, I just leave work feeling grimy sometimes, and then my, you can see, the, the audience can't see, but my hair is, stands in literally every direction. Yes. Um, not unlike what a clown's hair might look like if, uh, yeah. like you'd stuck it up, or like a punk rock, like, Liberty Spike kind of look, almost. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the lazy, giant rotten Liberty Spike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just the less defined, even. It's just sweat and grease. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to take a shower. <laughs> That's all it is. Well, that's it's, that's that's what they based it on. Yeah, people who are actually punk. Yeah. <laughs> well, my Johnny hair Rotten used product. You know it. Yeah, my hair does it to an extent on its own naturally, but mm. when I work, it gets worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then other than that, of playing games, I kicked the shit out of uh, The Last of Us Part Two. Oh yeah. Um, clocked that. Took me about twenty eight hours. That was fun. Fantastic. Um, we could talk about that a little more on the game section of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not sure I have a story, so that might take the place of my story. All right. Um, <laughs> I've been just in video game mode this week. I haven't really <laughs> been thinking. It's been working games, and I haven't really... My brain has been shut off otherwise. Fantastic. Um, and then now I've been playing... I'm uh, a little over three quarters of the way through beating um, Crash Bandicoot uh, 4. It's about time. It's about time. Um, which I had talked about very briefly in one of the previous podcasts. Um, but I got to thinking about it, and I had been listening to um, a, another, a few older episodes of a, a podcast... Um, from Sans Pants, and um, as as Joel Dusher said, got to finish your damn games. <laughs> and um, when I heard him say that, I, I kind of started actually thinking about all the games that I hadn't finished, and um, I realized that when I got um, It's About Time, I got to about the third world in, and then I had been given the Final Fantasy VII remake. Ah. Um, which... Wow. Hard for you to turn down. Yeah, yeah. So I immediately jumped ship and started playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, which ironically... Very easy for me to pass over. Um, ironically, I didn't beat the Final Fantasy VII Remake either. <laughs> what? Um, well, but that one, the reason behind that is because um, in the middle of playing that, I was about probably three quarters of the way through Final Fantasy VII Remake when my PlayStation 4 died uh. and um, just outright... I took remember. a shit. Yep, I remember that. And, um... So, when that happened, I I ended up borrowing my little brother's PS4, but I got, like, I had to take a break from it, because I had put so many hours into that game, and I had gotten so far. Yeah. And I was just, like, disheartened. Like, I, I didn't want so far! Yeah, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> and so, I, I uh, really... Just wanted to uh, take a break from Final Fantasy for a little bit, recoup 
and whatnot. And then I ended up taking a way longer break from games than I intended on taking. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm going through and I'm beating stuff again, I'll pro- I'll get back to it Fuck before yeah. too long. But so I'm I'm getting through Crash Bandicoot, which is um both better and worse than I remember it being <laughs> in various different ways. But I'll talk about that more once I've actually beaten it. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. I want to give it I want to give it a full a full through before I give it a final grade. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. Fair call. Uh, rad. It's it's one of the only games though, and I I can show you. I can't obviously show the audience, but it's if it's a picture, we might be able to share it it's, on the. No, it's not. But it's one of the only game that I've taken notes for things that I want to talk about uh-huh. in the game. As I'm playing it, I'm like thinking about things that I can talk about, and I'm like I'm actually making notes for myself of like key points that I want to talk about in this game. So damn, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I do. I love Crash. I played Crash for like ever. My whole life, I've been playing Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, almost. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm, I've got the trilogy on my Switch. I love playing that fucking game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, let's do a switch up here. I've been talking for a little bit. How about let's get your game first, and then I'll I'll do a little bit about all, mine. All right. Um. Uh, I, I, I'm throwing I'm throwing a curveball at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was, whole episode, I'm catching you off guard. I'm putting you first this whole time. I don't know how to handle that. <laughs> that's uh, that's not my normal role. <laughs> I open the door. Thank you. Um. It's my turn. <laughs> Do you like it when I take control of things? It's weird. <laughs> uh, honestly, I have been so occupied with baby thoughts and just like uh, cleaning up the house. I haven't been playing much game. Um, I haven't. Uh, so I, I'm gonna talk about what I've been listening to, which is uh, I'll be honest, Wendigoon a lot on YouTube. He's really good, does a lot of icebergs and deep dives into okay. weird things. Alright. Um, I don't agree with everything he says, but he does a really good job of uh, like breaking stuff down and like being objective when he's talking about it and stating when it's his opinion. So it's, it's you know, yeah, really good channel. Wendigoon. Wendigoon. Uh, yeah, like Wendigo, but Wendigoon. With an extra O-N? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's really good, and I'm in. I figure I shout him out because I've listened to probably twelve hours of content from him in oh, the last nice. week. Oh, nice! Like cool. so much. Yeah. So, like, what kind of like deep dive? Like, 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 like um, movies, books, games, like, um, conspiracy like, theory type stuff. Like, well, like what are you? We, yeah, some conspiracy stuff. He had like a a pretty long video on the Waco siege, which okay. was pretty good. Um, it was interesting hearing his perspective because he's like an honest Christian. Uh-huh. And s- states it several times, and so like hearing his opinion on certain aspects of that was really interesting as as an atheist. Yeah, like it was just nice to hear his opinion on mm-hmm. certain aspects of that because documentaries are really objective. Yeah, so it's it's just nice to hear like a subjective opinion that's not in my bubble. Mm-hmm. I like that, um, and I know a lot about the Waco siege. I've looked into it a lot of times. I might even do it as a bonus episode at some that's point. That's fun. Yeah. I know not uh, hardly anything. So yeah, but like um, that and like uh, he's got three different videos on uh, the Divine Comedy where he goes through each section. Well, that's really fun. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I learned a lot about that because all I knew was Inferno. Yeah. Obviously for yeah. all the video game reasons. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so. Well, the 
The Divine Comedy is a, a rough read, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, he, re- he read some passages from it. I was like, has anybody modernized this? I it's, might... Some people have, but it's... Yeah. I, I, but the the original, yeah, it's a tough read. I, I, like, I, I can get through Shakespeare just fine. <laughs> you, you throw me some, you know... Thighs and thous. Yeah, and whatever. And... Yeah, I, I have no issue with that. Like, every now and then I'll be like, wait a minute, what... Oh, okay. Yeah, but like context clues. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but like, I can figure it out. Like the passages you read from that, I was just like, I, I'm, I'm not sure I would have actually interpreted that at all <laughs> if correctly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't don't know. And like, thusly, the... therein they be lie. <laughs> <laughs> and. Huh? and and that means they came from over the meadow with a spring in their hand. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> so, uh, it was it was really cool to hear about um, Purgatorio and Paradiso. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just had no idea about any of that, and it was super fascinating. Um, but the, the other thing I've been listening to, or I did listen to like three times over, was a collection of Philip K. Dick stories. Mm-hmm. And I love Philip K. Dick. If anybody doesn't know, he wrote um, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which Blade Runner was based on. Yep. And uh, that's probably his most famous work. Um, but The Man from uh, uh, the Man from the High Castle is also him. Um, and that's pretty, like, genre swap. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, he shows his range with that one. Yeah. Uh, but there's... This collection was just a collection of uh, short stories. None of them was... Yeah, there was one that was three chapters, and that was the longest one. Okay. And uh, oh, but, Not too bad, then. No. No, not at all. They were... Um, they were all just... Just little mindfucks. They were all just little mindfucks, <laughs> and it was great. Um, the... Here comes... Oh, uh... I wish Little oh. Nightmares was called Little Mindfucks. <laughs> you can't do that, though. You know, oh, they couldn't have sold that so game. so good, though. <laughs> but, uh... No, it's... If uh, Philip K. Dick released a book today, he could definitely do it as a meme and do Little Mindfucks, and people would go <laughs> fucking nuts. Because <laughs> uh, that's all he wrote, and it's super interesting just to hear that sci-fi perspective and like I don't remember exactly when these stories were written but it was like the 50s or 60s like yeah and you can just see the influence on sci-fi everywhere today on those stories because there's like uh robots that um quietly rise up against their creators Mm -hmm. and like imitate them and become people like it's to the degree that people can't tell them apart they don't know how many varieties of those there are neat and like it just ends with humanity's doom neat yeah it's super like that 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 one is really good and there's a a one with just a super intelligent beast and then the super intelligent beast dies and is eaten and then is still there (laughs) because it just was uh went through and somehow you know, transferred its essence into another person that ate him. Interesting. Like, it's... There's a lot of just little weird things, and you can see what, how it's affected science fiction today. Yeah. Uh, like, a lot of his work. 
a lot of his work. You can really feel his presence if you know the things that he wrote when he wrote them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just like it. You, you just couldn't. You didn't get the rights to Philip K. Dick's story, could you? Yeah, that, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and obviously, it's not that blatant, but it really. Yeah. Sometimes you can really feel that. Uh, but yeah, I cannot recommend it enough. Any anything by Philip K. Dick, everything I've read by it, like Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? When I was, I listened to Audible while mm-hmm. I'm doing stuff. Um, not sponsored. Uh, please, <laughs> free credits, free books would be sick. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? When I finished that, I just just stop my headphones from playing anything automatically it just took them out and just felt weird for well about a week yeah <laughs> just straight up like just melancholy existential dread <laughs> uh and in a really good way that I would recommend for anybody <laughs> <laughs> It's a terrifying feeling you can't get really in any other way. <laughs> uh, so, not a wonderful experience, but a unique one that, that I like. That definitely sounds I would, like a unique experience. Yeah, I just like, I would recommend that. It's better than some drugs I've done. <laughs> Legitimately. <laughs> like, you you want to get high? Go fucking blow out your brains with Philip K. Dick. <laughs> get some dick in your brain. <laughs> that's that's a quote for 2022 right there (laughs) get some dick in your brain keenan fry (laughs) all right all right all right what's your game uh i like i said i've been playing the last of us part two um i have talked about a good bit of it before i'm gonna go ahead and call out spoilers well ahead of time um, I am going to have some pretty big spoilers for the game. I imagine Keenan's probably not going to play through it anytime I, I am, soon. I'm really not. I never played the first one, and it actually came with my PS4. Yeah. That's, and, um, that's, that's no comment on the game. It's just, like, it's it's slow-moving, and I don't have a lot of time to play games. It is. So I know he doesn't have time to put down a 30-hour storyline. I, so. I just don't. Not unless it's something I'm super invested in already and, like, <laughs> make time for or can be played in front of my 5-year-old. Yeah. And so. this game, I play it in front of my son from time to time. There are certain scenes in it that you can't have. Like, there is a sex scene in the, in the game. Just Rad. a singular one. Sick, bro! I'm <laughs> gonna play through it right now! <laughs> God, why'd I let this go past? <laughs> um, <laughs> you get full-on boobs, too. Whoa! Yeah, yeah it's a whole no thing. No way, it's dude! It's a whole thing. Um, Titties in my video games? Mm-hmm. Um, from the extremely muscular girl too. It was a it's a good choice by them. <laughs> All right. They, they, All it was right. a very like it's one of those games where like so if you played The Last of Us one, I'm gonna go ahead and go with spoilers. Assuming you have, I'll do brief things for Keenan because I know he hasn't. Yep. Um, there is a, a cordycite fungus. Someone uh, named Joel. There is a guy named Joel. Yes. <laughs> he is the main character, the the protagonist of the first game. And and Ellie. And Ellie, yeah, is his sidekick in the first game. Um, I've so listened to this, like, they, six reviews of this game, Okay, so you I, that's, know... That's the knowledge I picked that's up. That's the knowledge you picked up? Good. Okay. <laughs> so, 
there has been a a an Armageddon of sorts where um, there's a cordyceps fungus that has overtaken the planet that's turning people into like fungal zombies, like Resident Evil mold. Yeah, but it was before then. Okay. Um, this was like one of the first, and there there it's very different. Like it's more of a uh, it's a can be a shoot 'em up if you play on the easier difficulties, but it's supposed to be like a sneaky stealth game that has guns in it. Right. Um so like like guns are a last resort. Yeah. It's it is kind of it's a survival horror. Fantastic. But, with um, a, but with a linear story. But with a linear story, definitely. Okay. Um very along the vein of Resident Evil, but it's made by Naughty Dog. I love Naughty Dog. Once again, huge Crash Bandicoot fan. Yep, yep. Um and so I have followed them throughout most of the games, all the games they've made. I, I've played all the Uncharted games. I've played both of the Last of Us games. Um, so there's a cordyceps fungus that takes over the planet and it's making people into these monsters that eat humans or whatever. And Ellie is a girl that is somehow, no one's sure how, but she's immune to the fungus. She got bit okay. when she's a little girl, and she has, like, a mark, a scar on her arm where she got bit. But the infection never took hold. She's still a normal person. Okay. And so, she, Joel is entrusted with this little girl, Ellie, to take her halfway across the country. Entrusted to, by who? By I don't remember. It's been a really long time since I've played Is the last. Is this a group decision one. or just one random dude's like, "Hey, you're stronger than me. Take her." I don't remember. It's been a long time since I played the first game. You can look it up if you want. I don't have the energy. Um. So he's given her and told to take her across the country to um these people called the fireflies they have a doctor there that they should be able to take ellie and reverse engineer a cure out of her blood or whatever to to heal everyone that's infected with this cordyceps fungus or at the very least help make everyone that's not infected immune so that's the entirety of the first game is joel and ellie's adventure across the country to get her to these doctors sounds like a real romp um, at the end of the game, it turns out, I'm going to spoil the first game too, here we go. At the end of the game, it turns out that the only way they can reverse engineer a cure out of her is to kill her, because it's in like her brain stem, the fungus is, and the only way for them to get to it is to kill her so that they can reverse engineer a cure. By this time, Joel obviously has grown quite attached to Ellie and kind of sees her as a, a uh, surrogate daughter, because right. he lost his child to this cordyceps fungus. Okay. And now he's taking care of her across the country. And so now he, he she's like his surrogate daughter. Yeah. So while she's under anesthesia, like literally like about to have scalpel put into her to have the surgery start, he bursts in and kills everybody <laughs> and rescues her and takes her away. That um and the I, um <laughs> That's where the first game ends. I'm going to I'm going to just say like I get it, buddy, <laughs> but humanity, maybe? Yeah. Also, well, you just killed the only people with the knowledge that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a big thing in the second game. Would you believe your eyes because you killed 10,000 fireflies? <laughs> um, the second game takes place a few years later. They are living in a place in Montana, I believe, called Jackson. And um, they, like... As throughout the game, it gets revealed in little bits and clips that 
in the space between the two games, Ellie has learned that Joel did that, and, like, obviously was, like, super pissed about it. She, like... Like, she would have given her life. Yeah, she would have. She's yeah. like, my life was supposed to have meaning. My life would have had meaning. Why didn't... Like, we could have saved everybody. Why did you let... And you fucked it up. And he's just like kind God of... God damn it, Joel. He's like unapologetic about it. He's just like, I would do it again. He's <laughs> like, if you give me the option, if they took me back and I got to do everything over, I would do it exactly how I did it the first time. I don't fucking regret what I did. Like, because well, he I sees mean, her life as, like, worth living. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you make a decision, stand by it, I, I guess, but, like... Um, and then, major spoilers for pretty much all of the second game, because I'm about to go through everything and then tell people bum, how bum, I feel about bum. it. I'm not putting in time codes. Um, so, um, at the beginning of the game, before you learn, like, all the backstory about what happened between games, at the very beginning of the game, um... You are, like, doing runs around Jackson, patrolling for, um... You have the runs. Patrols. You're doing patrols around Jackson. And you're playing as Ellie. Um, and you're going around, like, looking for for the creatures to shoot. Or make sure they're not, like, coming in towards the town or whatever. Because you live in a town with a fair amount of people in it. Um... And you find out that, like, Ellie is now in a relationship with one of the local girls in the area. Cute. Um, and they go through, like, a bunch of backstory and stuff. And then you meet another character called Abby, who is, like, um... Abby Road? No. She, but she's coming to, they're, her and a group of her friends, they're, like, the antagonist, or whatever. Okay. To the protagonist is Ellie, obviously. And they're, like, coming in... Um, there's a whole big chase scene or whatever, and you do this a uh, whole bit with Joel, and um, then her and her friends capture Joel, oh. and like start like like beating the shit out of him because she, it turns out she's the daughter of the doctor who was the surgeon that was going to perform the surgery on Ellie, ah, and well, so uh, you know, rightful vengeance. I yeah, guess. they're coming for vengeance <laughs> or whatever. And so, like, the very first thing that happens within the first, like, hour and a half of the game... Because <clears throat> it's a long, drawn-out story. That's, right. I'll say that off the bat. It is very slow-paced, right. the entire game. And I love it for that. I love a good <laughs> slow burn. Like, I, these long, single-player games are so... Oh, they're so in my wheelhouse. I, I love really, it. really appreciate them if <clears throat> I have time. Like, I love and appreciate that they are made. Like, I would even go out of my way to buy them knowing I wouldn't play them just so they continue to be made. Yeah. But, but like, I just just can't right it's now. It's so pretty. I just and can't right now. Like, the whole thing is gorgeous, and it's so much fun. But, um, yeah, so they capture him, and then, like, Ellie's trying. You Then it switches to you playing as Ellie, and you're trying to get to Joel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you find out where they've taken him, and you're going there. But, like, the within the first, like, hour and a half, two hours of the game, like, they kill him. He's dead. Damn. And, like, you think, like, maybe the whole time, because they keep doing flashbacks to you and him, they're like, maybe he's not. No. Fucking Abby smashes his fucking head in with a golf club. Jesus. Like, he fucking dead. And it is one of the most brutal death scenes, like, because they don't show her, like, smashing his head in necessarily. Like, it happens in, like, an off-screen, like, a cutaway scene, or, like, it's just above him, and, like, she smashes down, and Ellie screams in the back. But, like... Like, you burst in the room, and he's on the floor, just, like, bloody as 
fuck. They've shot both of his kneecaps out. Jesus. Like, and you do watch them shoot both of his kneecaps out. Ugh. That's a thing that Brutal. you see. And, um, like, and they're beating, like, they're kicking him while he's down, and they're fucking, she's hitting him with a fucking golf club and shit. And then, like, Ellie bursts in the room, and, um, his brother, uh, I can't remember his brother, Travis, maybe, I can't remember his brother's <laughs> name off the top of my head. But comes in, also, and they, they, like, pin you guys down, and they have you on the floor at gunpoint, and they're like, there's gotta be more coming, Abby, you have to finish it, and she's like, just fucking, bam, and she just fucking nails him in the dome with a golf club, and Jesus. crushes his skull. And Joel's gone, from then on. Joel don't come back. Damn. Like, he dead dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to say it. Um, and then you play through, like, Good the entire, like, and then... Obviously, they they don't kill you or her brother or his Joel's brother because they were only after him. He's the one that killed her right. dad or whatever. They're like, she's like, I'm not trying to kill everybody else. Like, I'm not. I'm not just hunting people. Yeah, like, I, I was, was on getting a revenge. mission for revenge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And she's like, I've succeeded. She's like, don't because they're about to kill them. Like, leave no witnesses. She's like, no, don't do that. Yeah. And um, so right. they knock Ellie and Joel's brother out. Fair. And then like, they. Yeah fuck off out of there. Yeah, they're not looking for a fight, and they're gonna have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the game kind of takes over as you play as Ellie, and then you are going out to get revenge. You know, you're going out to kill all of them for killing Joel, <laughs> is the premise of the game. Well, that's dumb. That was, that was rightful vengeance. And now, she, well, yeah, but now they've killed Joel. So now she's mad. But that was... So you go. She was the mad game. already. I don't. You understand. go through the game, and your girlfriend Dina comes with you. Okay. And you guys head out to go, and you have to travel uh, from Montana through Idaho and to Seattle. Oh, that's where you fun. Go. That's and you like actually do through like, our home states. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Um, and there's you don't spend a lot of time in Idaho. Um, you spend actually a lot of time in Seattle. Most of the game takes place in Seattle. They cool. have built up a absolutely gorgeous, destroyed, broken down, and then re-overgrown with plant life Seattle. It oh. is so neat. I love it okay, so much. Okay, I might play this game. <laughs> I'll just skip the first one and just play this one just it's, for that. It's real good. That's There's, really cool. Um, a I thing really actually at the, fir- at the beginning of the game that says, would you like a recap of The Last of Us? before you start this game so you don't have to play the first game before you play the second one you can just watch the recap and it'll give you all the story beats that you need to get i just i just want a button that says skip to seattle so you can walk around Uh, you can't just skip to seattle (laughs) but i promise you that this story you will get is actually worth it and the game is pretty enough that you're going to enjoy watching it yeah fair so and the voice acting and the mocapping it's all it's all on point it's it's good i promise Um, your girlfriend, Dina, goes with you, you guys get to Seattle, um, it turns out she's pregnant with, because she was with, uh, Jesse, her boyfriend, and then they broke up, or whatever, and then she got with you, and then it turns out she's pregnant with Jesse's child. Oh, goodness. Which she didn't know until you guys were about halfway to Seattle, and then didn't tell you until after you got to Seattle. Uh, (laughs) Damn it, Dina. (laughs) What the hell? Um... And then you play through a whole, like, long story bit as Ellie. Um, you're hunt- going through Seattle, hunting down. You ne- you don't get to Abby, obviously, until the end. And you're going through finding all of the people that were connected to her, all the other people in the uh, friend yep, group. Yep. Um, actually, you Kill only... Bill style. 
you only kill some of them. A few of them have already been killed. Um, there's not only the, what are they called, the WLF or the, I don't remember what it's called, something something Federation. It's one of the multiple groups that took over after the world ended. There the was, wildlife? Yeah, the, well, no, they call themselves wolves. So, I don't remember. The Western Liberation Front Federation. Something like that. Western, Western West, Liberation Front Federation. Some, it's one of those F words. I don't remember. Western some, Liberation fuck. Yeah. Um, so, and so they're one of the groups. And then there's this group called the Scars, who are like a, almost a, a cult-esque group that have like a prophet that they follow that has died. So now they're just following Do they gospel. say the name of the prophet? Yeah, Miranda, maybe I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember it. Well, my head canon is that it's a scars guard. <laughs> they call themselves <laughs> scars because they have they 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 cut their cheeks. They have these scars, almost like a a, a Chelsea grin, but it doesn't yeah. actually cut all the way through. It's just a scar on okay. their cheek, on both sides. Mm. Um, actually, they don't. They call themselves seraphites. The the bad word for them is scars. That's what yeah. the WLF called them. Okay. So, uh... <clears throat> fights like, like, like angel bites? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you go through this whole bit as Ellie chasing down Abby's friends. Um, Jesse ends up showing up in Seattle. Um, promptly dies a couple hours after he shows up in <laughs> Seattle. Shows up, promptly dies. Um, not promptly. I guess, a, a few days take place over the course, but a few, a couple game hours later, right. he dies. Um, and uh, then it switches tack. Like you get to this point in the middle where you've killed all of Abby's friends except for her. Um, like her potential love interest, even though they aren't together, he's with another girl, and that other girl is pregnant, and you kill a pregnant girl. Goodness. Oh, uh, you. you uh, it happens in a cutscene. You don't have a choice about it, and Ellie doesn't know she's pregnant. She has a big like, like baggy coat on, and you like. I mean, Ellie, I guess, did see her before, and she was very tiny and skinny, and now she's got this big baggy coat on that uh, kind of was like a big parka. Yeah. But at the same time, like, this girl, like, pulls out, like, a gun and is, like, trying to shoot Ellie, and Ellie just, like, runs up and grabs her, and they were, like, fighting or whatever, and she ends up stabbing her with the knife uh. and killing her. And then afterwards, like, she, like, sees her on the ground, and she sees how it's the coat's draped, and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. and she unzips the coat, and she, like, freaks out because she was pregnant, she didn't realize it. Was she, like, really pregnant? Yeah, yeah. Did she try and C-section it? No. Uh, no. That would have been epic. That would have been, but I'm kind of glad they didn't go there. <laughs> um... <laughs> So so there's this whole big thing where yeah you kill all of these people the that are very on your face was very good for me. <laughs> I just need you to know that. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Go through this whole big thing where you kill all of Abby's friends and then Abby tracks you guys down to where you are hiding out in Seattle and <laughs> breaks in and like it has you at gunpoint. And then it switches tack, and it pulls you way back to the beginning of the game, and suddenly you're playing as Abby. Oh, neat. And you play as the entire thing over again, but this time you're getting flashbacks and everything from Abby's point of view. 
cool. And you so go you get through, to like learn about her childhood yeah. and news and her doctor mm-hmm. and like oh cool. And then like one of Abby's big final fights is you have this big standoff with Ellie and you have to fight against Ellie as Abby. Neat. And then um Does it portray <clears throat> them as the bad guys? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. And like it's interesting because then you get to this bit where like they come to a standoff or whatever and it ends up where <clears throat> they like they they let each other leave. Pe- like neither of them kills the other one. Okay. Um and they they fuck off and they go their own ways and you can go yeah there's like way. an epilogue of the game. It's it's like another chapter of the game, but it feels almost like an epilogue. Go yeah. So way. like after that big fight and like because as Abby, you kick the shit out of Ellie, and then you have her to the point where you're, like, about to kill her, and then Abby's just, like, it's not worth it. It's not. Abby has, like, come over this entire thing over her half of the game where, um, being one of the wolves, she has, like, always... She was a firefly, and then she got adopted into the wolves. Okay. After her dad died. Right. And, um, and then she's been killing the seraphites ever since like this right. their their enemies or whatever right and just tribalism again yeah and then Beautiful. throughout the course of abby's half of the game you actually meet a couple of young seraphites that who like help you when like they're running away show them show you that they're people yeah they're running away from the seraphites trying to escape and then you're trapped in one of the traps and they they save you and cut you down and then the older one dies, and you're left with their younger sibling, yeah. who ends up being um, trans. Um, they're called Lev, but their name was Lily. And in the Seraphite, she was promised to be the wife of one of the elders, but uh. she, like, feels like a man. And so her older sister was, like, she cut her head, shaved her hair in, to be part of the soldiers because she wanted to be a soldier, like one of the men. Cool. And they exiled her or whatever. And so her sister, Yara, like, helped Lev escape and get out of there. Nice. And, and the, like, no one questions it throughout the whole game, which is really awesome. Like, everyone yeah. just immediately, like, accepts oh, it. Like, hey, they, yeah, yeah, like, Abby learns the backstory, and it's just like, yep, okay, and then, like, the entire time is, like, like, refers to him as him, like, like, the Lev, like, it's, right. it's extremely accepting the entire time through of, like, every weird thing. Like, Abby is, like... Well, I mean, not weird, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, all these things that people uh, feel are out were outside of social norms right. at the time. Right. And, like, like the trans and there's the, the lesbian couple. Abby herself is, like, like, super fucking built. Like, she's, like, trained for years to go hunt down Joel. She right. spent her whole life, like, gaining muscle and becoming, like like built to do yeah, this. Yeah. And like they they play on all these these um tropes that people would normally not ever play on and right. they do it in such a good accepting way that I really appreciate it. That's really cool. Um, That's really cool. And uh and so yeah, throughout Abby she storyline, she like you see like her character growth and whatnot and there's this epilogue to the game. I call it the epilogue because that's what it feels like. It's right. the final chapter, but it feels like an epilogue. Mm-hmm. Where they've... Abby has kicked the shit out of Ellie in the final fight and then let her go because mm-hmm. she's like, it's not worth it. I have Lev to care for now and I have, like, this revenge has to stop. Right. Like, the, the, the it has to end. And so she lets Ellie le- live and she leaves with Lev. She lets Ellie Lev live. Yeah. And... She 
so then it cuts back to you being Ellie, and you and Dina have, like, uh, moved out of Jackson, and you have this farmhouse on the edge of town, and you have the baby is born now, and, okay. like, you guys are, like, living life, and you're peaceful, except that Ellie is, like, super bad PTSD, uh. and just has, like, flashbacks randomly that leave her just, like, in waking nightmares, essentially. Oh, good. Um... I mean, and realistic but sad. Yeah. And then you get to like this point where the fucking um you like Joel's brother shows up and says he's found Abby. And you go like Ellie like wants to go doesn't want to go find him. Well, Dina doesn't want Ellie to go find him, right. find her. And then she like wakes up in the middle of the night and just decides she's going, and so she packs up her stuff. And Dina comes out and pretty much says that if you do this, I won't be here when you get back. Jesus. And then Ellie decides to go anyways. Oh. And she goes Damn off it, Ellie. on this journey to California to find and kill Abby because Why? her revenge isn't finished. Joel isn't avenged yet. <laughs> and so you do this whole other bit where you go through, like... California, like Santa Barbara, California, which is now like overgrown, and there's like cool. biker gang that you have to deal with down there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Nice. And um, and you eventually because Abby's been, you go down there to find her, and it turns out that she's been captured. She was about to escape. She had found a group of fireflies mm-hmm. or whatever that were like had gotten away and were revitalizing themselves on this island on the off the coast of Santa Barbara. Neat. And on her way to get there, she got captured by this group of they call themselves rattlers who are essentially like people slavers. Okay. And um rattlers and, like the chains. Yeah, no, like the snake. They're what? from Santa Barbara, California, rattlers. Well, right. Oh, I like mean I snake. I assume like they like yeah, it's a play on the snake, but like because yeah. they also are rattling chains for slaves. I know because they kept them all in a cage. Their symbol was a a rattlesnake with a skull yeah. next to it. <laughs> well, I'm more clever than them. I guess. Yeah, they were a stupid biker <laughs> gang. So, <laughs> and um, yeah, and then so Ellie goes through, finds all this out, and you go and you rescue because it turns out Abby and Lev had tried to escape, and so they're being hung up. They're called the posts. They've stuck a bunch of, like, telephone poles on the beach, and they hang people from them, yeah. and then just leave them there. Classic. And, um, and so you go down, and you cut her down, and Abby's, like, like, you, she, like, sees you before you cut her down, and she's like, oh, it's you. And then Ellie, like, goes and cuts down Abby, and Abby goes and cuts down Lev, and she's like, there's boats this way, follow me, we can escape. Right. And you go to the boats, and there's conveniently two boats sitting there uh-huh. and Abby puts Lev in one and she goes to get in one and Ellie's sitting there in the and she's just like I can't let you leave and Abby's just like I'm not doing this I don't want to fight you and like and then Ellie's like you're gonna fight me and like like goes and threatens Lev unconscious body with like a knife oh good and then Abby's like Damn fine Ellie. fine we'll fucking fight or whatever <laughs> and then you like duke it out fisticuffs just uh-huh. like, well, I guess not fisticuffs, because Ellie's got her knife. <laughs> Abby's only got her fists. Knife decuffs. They're both extremely exhausted and wounded and tired, and it's just like a weird... It has, like, you're, like, knee to thigh deep in the ocean, and you guys are fighting, and it's like this weird, 
the whole thing feels weird. Yeah. And then you finally take Abby down, and Ellie's, like, holding her by the neck and, like, drowning her in the ocean. And then, like, ha- like about as Abby's about to die, she has another flashback to Joel and then, like, lets her up and then, like, can't kill her for some reason. <laughs> and... And then like, they just that she just lets her to leave. Joel was probably relevant. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it was one of the more peaceful. Like every other flashback was to points right before he died when she was remember him dying, right. and that was like a flashback to him smiling and sitting on the porch or something like, like you know, right? And like, and so like she lets, and then she lets Abby and Lev leave. Okay. And then there's a cut to her going back to her home, her farmhouse, uh-huh. which is now empty. Dina uh-huh. left, everything's gone, except for the one bedroom where she left all of Ellie's things in the bedroom. Oh, goodness. Sad. And then there's just, like, a really sad scene where Ellie tries to play the guitar a little bit, and then leaves Joel's guitar next to the window and just leaves the house. And then the credits roll. Oh. And the, it, I found it really interesting. That's so somber. It is. The whole game is. But yeah, but, you know, you want some kind of, like, resolution at the end. and it's just... Abby and Lev got to the Fireflies. That's good. And no, and the thing I think is interesting, and the reason I'm I'm so okay with this, and I'm I'm really interested to see what's going to happen. I I don't think they've announced a Last of Us Part Three, but I I can only imagine that one is in the works, and I would be really interested to see where it goes from here, because these games have a very interesting trope about them so far of taking the protagonist and by the end of the game you make them the antagonist yeah in the first game joel was protecting this little girl the whole time by the end of the game he's still protecting the little girl but he's slaughtering all of these people who are trying to save humanity to do it thereby making him more the the, like the bad guy of the game right making his death in the second one seem almost righteous almost righteous in in the second game, by the end of the game, Ellie is like the bad guy of the game. She is just ruthlessly at the expense of her family hunting down this girl who is just trying to survive with this, already, this boy. Already won and let her go. Like. Yeah, like yeah, Abby has clearly been like this isn't what is right. This we don't need to do this multiple times throughout this game. Abby spares Ellie's life. Yeah. And Ellie just keeps hunting her down, hunting her down at the cost of literally everything she's ever loved. And it's like in it, it like by the end of the game you're just like, damn, like like Ellie was the bad guy the whole time. The person yeah. I thought was going to be the good guy ended up being the bad guy and, yeah. and vice versa. That's right. Um and so I'd be really interested to see what they do with the third game. Because at this point, I feel like we almost don't even need to follow Ellie's story anymore. Right. The story could honestly almost be the story of what happens after Ellie's death. Or maybe you follow what happens with Abby and Lev now that they're with the Fireflies. Maybe the next game you can play as like an, an older version of Lev and see what he's doing with his life. Yeah. Or like... I, and this universe is so big and expanded that I, I really feel there's a lot more stories to tell if you pull yourself back from... Like, you, you did a really good thing with what you, the story you had for Ellie and Joel, mm-hmm. and I loved it. There was a lot of roller coasters. There's a lot of like twists and turns about it. It's very emotional. It makes you feel things the whole way through. But I think that section of the world is kind of done now, and I think you are free to now explore all these other ideas. 
Yeah. Even if Ellie's the only person to ever be immune to the cordyceps virus, I don't think that even matters at this point. Humanity seems to be surviving, even in small communities, decently now. So you can move past the immunity and just move forward with more cool stories that can happen. Right. And I think that would be really interesting to see. It, It would be... It would be a cool thing, I think, to have the next story not mention Ellie at all in, like, the first, like, half of the game, and then just have reference to the fact that the the uh, the cure or the vaccine has been developed. Oh, that would be neat. Like, just, just that, like, little, like, you don't even, like, really get the satisfaction of, like, maybe at some point you'd get a little more backstory on that, but, like, just, like, have reference that the vaccine has been developed and, like that was the only way you've ever heard of it mm-hmm. that would be neat yeah I think if we go far enough into the future that the vaccines developed though it kind of almost defeat the purpose of the game well yeah but like I mean that, uh, what you, it would be like the vaccine was developed and everyone around it died we don't know where it is now oh, but, yeah. you know it's, it'd still be a video game yeah come on <laughs> fallouty stuff yeah yeah you need to go get water I was just about to say that we need water <laughs> You gotta go We're get, all gonna die. You gotta go get water. I yeah. I gotta find my son. I got, I need my son. <laughs> now I gotta find my dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I gotta <laughs> find the guy who shot me in the fucking head. Yeah. That's <laughs> the, the best, best one. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so um I, I would say overall, um, the game plays really fun. Um, now that I'm done with like yeah, the overview. Yeah. The game plays really fun. It is absolutely gorgeous. Um, as I said before, the 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 places you go to are large enough to make it feel slightly open world, but they're clearly big set pieces that you are allowed to explore and just see however much of you as you want to. Or you can just go through where you're supposed to and do the story stuff. Right. And so the, it's That's kind of neat. fun to have these big open set pieces without it being an open world game. It makes it still feel um, linear. You still get um, different landscapes and stuff to make it feel almost like levels, but it's not a traditional level setup. Um, the whole thing flows really well. The storyline meshes really well. Um, I'm a huge fan of these games in general, and I just huge, huge two thumbs up. Big recommend. Fuck for yeah, the Last of Us Part Two. One thumbs up for each game. Yeah, <laughs> two of them. It's two big old thumbs up. Um, and the voice actors for them are amazing. Fantastic. Amazing. Um. All right, that was that was a solid ass review there, Derek. Thank you. Yeah, um, I actually want to play that for the Seattle landscape. I've been to Seattle a lot, and that would just be really neat to play through. Um, so, hypothetically... Yes. Uh, you are living just as in this normal world that we live in now, but you find out that third of the population are actually androids. Okay. They're, they're, they are just robots walking around. They have been created to fulfill purposes in society that um, some systematic government or organization has decided that needs to be there. Okay. Um, no one else knows, but you do. That you have no way to tell between the people. 
Without, like, opening up their insides? Yeah, it, like, unless unless you physically killed them, you would not be able to tell the difference. Okay. What do you do with that information? First thing I do <laughs> is uh, test to see if I'm an android. <laughs> that's, that's the very first step number one. Alright. Um... I guess if I'm not an android, I probably would try... I, I, would, I don't think I would try to go around and tell people about it, because you just sound like a crazy person being like, Lizard people! <laughs> lizard people run the government! <laughs> like, I mean, th- definitely the monarchy. Yeah. I think it's mole men in charge of the government, at oh. least over here. Oh, oh, the mole men, huh? I don't know. <laughs> I, I've seen a few of those videos of uh, the old uh, guy who runs Facebook... Yeah, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yeah, old old Zucky boy. He he don't look too human sometimes. No, it's really weird actually. <laughs> Very much looks like he's cold blooded. <laughs> like physically, it's weird. I love the video edits of people trying to like when they make it look like the lizard eyes yeah, just, like, yeah. phase over and then it goes back to normal. I'm like, yeah. really guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no, but I think I I would uh I would maybe try to find a way to prove it without, like, not like a Turing test, but like, like something like, but like a, like, like uh, a, a turtle falls on its back. Why aren't you helping it, Dante? Yeah, yeah, some, some kind of, yeah, maybe a morality test or something. Yeah. I guess that's kind of what the Turing test is. Yeah, but, but, um, but also sociopaths exist. Or, or. What if we? What if it's like a an electroshock test that mm-hmm. might uh, or an EMP? EMPs. I would develop EMPs. <laughs> it would be an easy way to tell. <laughs> you just wipe out people, though. Like EMPs I, won't kill people. They're electromagnetic. No, pulses. but like as like as far as other people are concerned, these people have ceased to exist. They were functioning members of society and are living as normal people. But they're not people. Right. Right, but but other people are still going to be I very upset would, that those people are gone. I would just they be don't interested. Like happening. I would just take one into my workplace and I'd be like, Who's an Android? Boom <laughs> <laughs> Oh damn, it was Timmy. Fuck. <laughs> I liked oh, him too. It was literally nobody. That's why it's not efficient here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, something like that. Like like yeah. Yeah, alright. Uh, what about you, what would you do with that information? Like Go to Reddit. <laughs> That's fair. Write a tell-all. <laughs> yeah, seriously, just go to Reddit and just be like, hey, anybody heard about anything like this? And then see how quickly I'm killed. <laughs> <laughs> quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. It's just like, no record of me. Come over to do the podcast. Like, the, the banana's gone. The bana- the, everything's yeah, gone. Everything, what? Even the Legos? <laughs> How did they find all of the Legos? <laughs> I'm sure there were stray Legos laying around somewhere. They found all, even the little single squares. <laughs> Fucking thorough. Uh, that's the government. They left one bong behind, though. Weirdest thing. <laughs> Must have been using it. <laughs> uh. I mean, that's fair. I don't know why you would immediately go to Reddit. Because rather than I develop have... an EMP. Because I don't know how to do that first I mean, of all and uh, I mean of the all, thing is is that people may know them yes but as androids they're not capable of like reproduction or anything like that you so don't know that 
are you so we're talking about like biological I'm like, talking about these people are indistinguishable from people but that so it would have to be like bio genetic like cybernetic type like what are you talking about I'm talking you've seen Blade Runner this is where the inspiration came from for this yeah but they couldn't reproduce with a human could they I, I don't know, but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it would be too hard to put an itty bitty freezer in their little abdominal region if <laughs> you have all of this already going on, and then a warming system for them to ejaculate. I guess. I mean, yeah, Harrison Ford didn't realize he was one until like the end, yeah. and he like and he's still not sure. Yeah, that's the beauty. Yeah, and I guess they age, huh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they uh, the in Blade Runner the whole thing is that they've got a limited lifespan, but yeah, yeah, like presumably if they didn't, they would age to some degree. All right. Yeah. Also, I never saw the second one. Did he ever figure it out? I have yet to see it. I own it on Blu-ray, and I have not watched it. I haven't seen it either. We'll have to make a. We'll, yeah. we'll have to do that. Please. Don't get too mad about Seven Psychopaths. I love Blade Runner. <laughs> I bought it the second it was on the shelf, and I have not watched 2049 yet. Oh, you I know. I also I'm... love Ryan Gosling. The record, <laughs> I fucking love that man. He's gorgeous and an amazing actor. He's Ken in the Barbie movie. I'm so excited. I, of course you are. <laughs> Fucking course you are. <laughs> Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling as Barbie and Ken, that's good shit, and I'm excited. Have you seen how pink their outfits are? How bright? Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. I'm just not excited for this movie like in any way, shape, or form. But Barbie deserves a fucking live-action movie already, I all right? I saw a thing uh, that's... Uh, Ryan, uh, like a little interview with him, people asked how he, like, how he felt about the Barbie movie. He said uh, he's really excited about it, and he's really happy with the amount of Ken energy he's able to bring to the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's the guys. Uh, seriously, Ryan Gosling's awesome. Um, but I, th- I think that's, I think that's true neutral for this week. I think so, yeah. Um, I think, I think we about covered the gamut. Yeah. Um Yeah. Anything fun? You... I um I'm almost all the way back through Ollie Ollie World actually paying attention to all of the dialogue. I'm not writing notes, but I am paying oh, good. attention. Like good. I I'll, I'm looking forward to my update. I'll be totally honest, um if I was taking notes it would be very limited anyway. Like Yeah. There's just there's there would be like one or two notes per world basically. Mhm. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So, it's not going to be super extensive, but I will probably talk about that next week. That's good. By next week I'll have finished Crash. So, fantastic. Well, get a hold of us on the socials. We're at uh, trueneutralpod at gmail dot com on um, Twitter. Twitter, um, uh, true neutral at true neutral pod. Yep. on Twitter, and I'm at Mr. Dab himself. Uh, we've got the Facebook True Neutral Podcast. Yep. Uh, the band disappointing at best on both YouTube and Facebook. We also yep. have a True Neutral Studios YouTube. Just look up Woo. True Neutral Studios on YouTube, and, and we've got I, a couple uh, of videos up there. And um, um, we will be having more, but we have had a little bit of technical difficulties in the background. Getting... I I broke a thing. Um, I'm working on getting it replaced, but I should be able to get another. We have a video recorded. I even edited it, 
but I can't get it up because stupid technical <laughs> shit. Phrasing. <laughs> because of stupid technical because shit. Because of stupid technical shit, my penis is not erect. <laughs> and I can't get this video up at the moment. Yes, yeah, so uh, we'll have more videos up on the YouTube as soon as we feasibly can. As soon as Keenan can get himself erect, we'll get those right back on there. All right. So, um, that's, that's true neutral, and uh, you guys, you guys have a fun time. Bye bye.